Welcome to the Level Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking. What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying? How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. How did you handle this? The man's kind of got it good. I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This is really great. I really... Rolling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Thank you for joining us on the Love Work Podcast. We are doing a project where we're going to interview a hundred different couples, people on this idea of, is it possible to change the world, stay in love and raise a healthy family? Yes. And today I'm really excited about this podcast. Uh, this is with Kyle and Juliet Corver. Kyle is a NBA all-star currently plays for Cleveland Cavaliers. And as Jeff really wanted me to say, he is probably the greatest three-point shooter of all time. He's very competitive, and I've beat him at a few games. I'm just saying. Nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to do with basketball at all. And Juliet <laughs> is a musician, artist. She's a health and nutrition coach. Such a dear friend of mine. We have been friends for so long, and we've raised our kids together. We've just really done a lot of life together um, during their NBA journey. So yeah, and a lot of people ask us how how do we become friends with them. Honestly, how it happened, or people ask me that. Uh, Kyle got traded to Atlanta, and the only person that he had any connection to, I think, when he first moved here, some his brother. I knew his brother, and his brother was like, "Oh, you and Jeff should get together." And then you and Juliet became great friends, and Kyle and I became great friends. And um, <laughs> Juliet told me when we first met, she said, "Oh, you and I are going to be best friends." <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Oh." I'm a little, I, I don't know. I don't know about this, uh, but it really was true. They're really special people in our lives. We're so thankful, honestly, for them as friends. So we had the opportunity to do this interview at their house and spend time with them. It was late into the night. We were laughing. This is a great, hopefully a great interview. But I want you to listen to two things as we go through. The first is that Juliet refers to sporters. I know. I love this. Like, what is a sport? What is a sporter? <laughs> Never heard of this. Before. Yeah, you're going to learn all about it in this interview. And then the second thing is they shared one of their, uh, for better or for worse stories, talking about a hike they went on um, near their house and uh, how they related the entire path to their lives. Their entire marriage. Their entire marriage. Yeah. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Hopefully you see a very... Uh, uh, just friends of ours, and you get to hear this interview. But let's let's get right to it. Here's Kyle and Juliet Corbin. Okay, let's start by you telling us how you fell in love. How did it all begin? Ooh, that's you. You start. Oh, come on. You, you say this so much better. I, w I normally pull out the Match.com story, and you make up this one about us being introduced. Um, we were actually set up in Salt Lake City. I was randomly there. Kyle was there playing on the jazz. We heard about each other through a pastor of the church that we were both attending. And Kyle is uh, a Christian basketball player. So when we were told about each other, my initial reaction was like, huh. And his was probably like, huh. Um, so we met at a art fair and we bonded over Philadelphia art and our experience in our respective industries, and uh, what else? 
touch yeah, you said you said tattoos. you said when did we fall in love? And I don't think we really know when that exact moment was. Do we know? Maybe no, not there really. Was a, there was a good moment was, where she was like, you, "We're at least dating. You're at least my girlfriend." Like we had that, and then it was all downhill from there. Yeah. So Juliet, Juliet had been in music for quite some time and was kind of just heading west, right? You were just uh, helping people along the way, heading west. And I was with the jazz. And uh, you weren't really looking for anybody, but we got introduced. And we just started hanging out, doing, uh, you know, the group hangout thing. And, uh, yeah, it just over time. She's really interested. I, I, I will say this. Juliet is the most interesting person I've ever met. I think you guys would probably statement. agree. True statement. She is... She is life. she is wonderfully complicated. <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> but don't it, put her in a it box. All, it, all, it all works for good, and uh, it makes for a very interesting and lively marriage. And uh, so my my favorite part of you guys, or one of my favorite things, was when she found out that you played basketball, but she was like had no idea. Of that world, tell me, Kyle, tell that story about when she was Guys, like. There's so many stories about this, but yeah. So Juliet, she's she's an artist, right? She wasn't really sure about the whole sporter. She called me a sporter. That's my favorite she's line like, of all she's time. Like, I don't she's know like, the sporter world that you live in. <laughs> um, but she she the first year we're dating, and she's I was hurt the first part of the year. And I didn't play in the first, I don't know, 20 or 30 games. But she was still coming, you know, and just kind of, like, checking the whole thing out. And then I started playing, and she kept on coming. Game, like, we play 82 games in a season. It's a really long year. And game, like, 65, she came up to me <laughs> before the game. She's like, I just want you to know that I'm really praying for you today. I'm praying that today you were going to catch it and you're going to shoot it. You're just going to catch it, shoot it, catch it, shoot it, catch it, shoot it. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I, I, think, I think I normally do like shoot it. I was like, when I'm open, I shoot the ball. She's like, no, you don't shoot it. You stand there and you hold it and then, and then you pass it and they shoot it. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we, we run things called plays, and sometimes I have to be the person who passes it to the person who's supposed to shoot. She's like, oh, I just thought you were this incredible Christian man who's like, no, you shoot it. No, <laughs> you shoot it. <laughs> and so that was... So selfless. This, she had been no, there the whole season, like the whole season, or this is like... Games. Yes, but I like, I'm like, mom, he's like Jesus on the basketball court. <laughs> So selfless. It's not about him. <laughs> so then, yeah. Yeah. so then, like ten or twelve games later, <laughs> she's got this whole thing figured out by now. And she comes up to me after the game, and I, I had a bad, bad couple shooting games in a row. And she's like, "You know what your problem is?" I was like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> what's you, that?" You she's like, "I don't talk like that." Like, <laughs> she's like, "You know what your problem is?" you don't practice right. I was like, oh, really? How should I practice? And he's like, no, this is what you do. You're out there before the game, and someone passes it to you, and you catch it, 
and you look at the rim <laughs> and you shoot it <laughs> and you make it. I wish and we could be recording Juliet's reaction to this whole thing right now. And oh you look God. at the rim and you shoot it and you make and you it and then you like run your fingers it. through your hair. <laughs> And then, and then, and then you get in the game, and there's pressure, and someone's chasing you, and you shoot it faster, and you miss it. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to the gym, and I'm gonna chase you around the court <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> with a knife. We gotta put some pressure on you. Yeah, drop the pressure. Like, come on. <laughs> like, recreate the game environment for you. Nice. <laughs> Billy, yo, come on. <laughs> So this is an artist making sense of the basketball, of, yes. of the sporter yes. world. It, it, may, it makes total sense, right? Oh, that's but that amazing. But that was kind of our, our first year of dating was just like, are, you, are we sure that we should be in each other's lives? Like, do we, do we, do we fit? Do we, are we a match? Because we're really, really different. And I think there was a good period of time where we were just trying to figure that out. Like Kyle's mom asked me one of the first times she met me if I was into sports. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying it out. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talk about your past a little bit. Like before, uh, you, you're a musician. You, you've been a musician for a long time. And before you ever met Kyle, you, you made music. And, and yeah. talk about that storyline. Like how, how has music played a role in your life? I was a singer since I was a little girl, and I grew up singing in church, and that was um, mostly, mostly directed towards Jesus and worship, and really pure, beautiful, lots of training. And I got diverted from Christian college into modeling, and then I went into a band that my brother was a part of, and we quickly got signed like in 99, like Label War, Massive Record Deal. And I'm like set up to be the punk Britney Spears at that point before she went punk. And um, so I was fronting like this electro pop band called One Plus One. And I had no uh, idea like of any music outside of church music, kind of, because I grew up like with Sandy Patty and Margaret Becker and <laughs> DC Talk and all these bands, classics. all the classics. So it was, uh, yeah, so then I went through this long path of like trying to find myself and figure out who I was as an artist, realizing, wow, I actually am about to become a major label puppet. So I kind of, 9-11 happened, that changed everyone's trajectory at that point. And then we went to, I went through a couple dark years and signed another deal as an artist on Virgin and then had a really fun couple years like doing kind of dance pop out of the UK and Europe and um, a little bit in the US, but it was really fun, yeah. And then my life took another wild turn, and then I like rejected it all, and came back to Jesus, and got my head and life sorted out again in my heart. And then I was just on this like very freewheeling. I'm following the Holy Spirit path, and God's. I'm just gonna like show up and help people. And I felt like I was supposed to go west, and then going west eventually crossed paths with Kyle, and that kind of took over everything else. So, but music was super fun. Like, as I look back, I get to say I had an amazing 20s, you know? Mm. Got to live all over and do shows and play and really fun. So you guys meet in Salt Lake City. You start dating. Apparently, Kyle says you're actually dating. Yes. And then we're at least dating. I'm at least your girlfriend. I'm at least your girlfriend. Or something like that. We were companions. 
I was asked to be a companion first. I don't know if anyone uses that word. <laughs> You're like, okay. I, w- I was like, I'd actually never done Christian dating, so I thought this was like normal. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? I'm not, you're the first Christian. I, I don't even dated. know what to say right now. <laughs> and then, okay, so, but then you got you went to Chicago. Uh, there's something happened, and then how did how did how did you guys end up getting married? Another great question. Uh, we ended up going to Chicago. Julia did not want to go at first, but we went to Chicago. So we dated a year in Utah, a year in Chicago. Yeah, so I was a free agent, signed with Chicago, and uh, and then she she came, and uh, we dated in Chicago for a year, and then we were engaged and married in three weeks. Uh, that was the year of the lockout. Um, but yeah, we got we happened real. So we dated for a couple of years, and then we were engaged super quick, and we're just like, let's get this thing done. This is it. Why we why why make this a long process? And uh, got married at the church we were attending to, Soul City, and then. Had the reception in our backyard. Said, "Hey, let's do this thing." Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, sidebar to any girl listening: you don't have to spend a whole year planning a wedding. Like you can just <laughs> make it. decisions, make it and go, and roll with it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. All right, so fast forward. I mean, we've known you guys for six, seven years. Learned a ton from each of you, and also. I would say been with you in some of the hard moments, too. So you mentioned being in the NBA 80-some games a year, plus practices, plus preseason, preseason, postseason, yeah, playoffs, plus media, plus all the – it's just crazy, right? How do you do it? Like, how how do you get through a season? And, uh, like, what have you learned being in the midst of you going to add something? Yeah, I, I would say, how do you stay connected? Yeah, how do you stay connected? During a season. Take it, babe. How do we do it? Because that's intense. How do we do it? You know, I don't think we have... I mean, we do our best. You know, I think... Um, I think from... Uh, we, we've, a lot has We've been married seven years. Last week was our anniversary. We've been married seven years. And I don't know. We did the math at some point, but like we've had... I don't know how many places we've lived, how many houses we've lived in, how many cities we've lived in. We've had three kids. We had a miscarriage. We've tried a dog twice. We've we've (laughs) gave gave it away. Gave it away after a month, folks. (laughs) Uh, We've we've had a lot. You know, it's been a pretty full seven years. It feels like. But you know, I think I think every year we just keep evolving. We do. You know, there's this is a load. There's not a short answer to this. Um, you know, I think that I have found that when I'm home, I have to be very present. I feel like I, I when I go on the road is when I sleep, especially with young kids, right? Because um, I feel like when I'm home, I have to be present as a dad and as a husband. So for me, um, I feel like there's phases of life where you get to do fun things like golf and you know fish or whatever it is that you do as a guy. Um, guys trips, things like that. That's just not my phase right now. You know, I feel like you can't, um, you can't have it all, all the time. Uh, that's, that's something we talk about a lot is, um, there's only 24 hours in a day, no matter who you are and what you do, what your career is, what your family looks like. You don't, you don't get extra hours in a day. And, uh, 
And so I think for us, it's just understanding that we have to dedicate um, a certain amount of time to our kids and, and to each other. And some, sometimes we do good and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough stretch. Um, I think it's been, you know, our biggest challenge for us is, you know, a lot of life revolves around me and our, my schedule. And, um, you know, we live, our family lives in a, a certain spotlight that uh, happens because of my job. And, and so how do we make our life and our family not just about me? And sometimes I, I think we would all agree that Juliet is a much more interesting person than I am. And, and she's got much more to offer this world. I kind of agree. Than me. I kind of do. <laughs> I'm, like, my, I'm like totally rolling my eyes right now. Um, you know, but, but, uh, things tend to come, come my way more. And, uh, and so, I mean, that's, that's something that we work through and, and we all need to be seen and we all need to be heard. Uh, and that's, that's me, that's her, that's our kids. I don't, I don't know if there's like a certain way or a certain formula. We just, we understand that everyone needs time. Um, everyone needs love and we give our best. You know? I think one of the things I admire about watching you guys is, um, just your intentionality, really intentional. And then like you do the work. So I think you really work hard at whatever it is that you're, trying to do in terms of you know not just basketball for Kyle but like your intentionality together and your connectedness and you know if that means that Juliet needs to leave and fly out to be with you for a couple nights somewhere you do that you know you make it happen and you like really work at making it happen which you know it'd be so much easier right Juliet just to be home and just be like well Kyle go do your thing I'll be here you know but you're super you know you're you focus a lot on like, no, it's might be harder, but I need to fly out to be, you know, to see him or be with him or whatever it is, which might sound crazy. You know, it's like, Oh yeah, go join him. But when you really think about it, um, this, if it's just Kyle doing his thing and me with the kids at home, that's like a recipe for divorce. Right. And mm-hmm. early on I realized I kind of have to, engage in his life. I have to, I don't understand basketball at all, but like interpersonally I get the game. So it's kind of like, I had to learn it a little bit so I could talk to him so I could be part of his world, you know, like Mm -hmm. Ariel. Um, (laughs) like Like I come up from underwater to be with him and in these shiny lights and the shining light. Let's be honest. I'm kind of yeah, in my little cavern. With the shiny the silverware. <laughs> yes, and the forks and stuff. Yes. Um, no, but so anytime when I'm being selfish and I'm just like, no, we're good. Enjoy your road trip. Talk to you later. Like that destroys him. Right. You know, like he wants me to text him back all day. Not all day, but like twice a day. And but care. And he wants me to care and I want him to care. And we, so we stay connected by like, even when we're tired, we keep building bridges between like his life, which was super high profile over the last couple seasons in Cleveland. And then our life, which is really humble in a home with a five, three and one year old, you know, we like work on, we actually talk about building bridges all the time and keeping it together. But when you have a five, a three and a one year old, it's hard. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's hard. Like, 
no matter what your life looks like or where where you're what city you're in or you know career whatever it is like babies are tough babies are a lot of work and a lot of the hard falls and you can't give them away <laughs> You think about it all the no, time there. No. We only we only give our dogs away. <laughs> we keep the kids. Um, you know, but it's 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 uh, a lot of a lot of like the hard with babies falls on the mom, right? So I think you know, uh, and like in our, if we're being open and honest, like our challenges have mostly come a lot of our challenges in our, in our marriage, like things that we, we work through is, you know, am I out doing my thing, my dream and Juliet, who is incredibly talented and gifted in her own ways is home, uh, you know, doing kind of the tough years with little babies, not sleeping every night, getting woken up, you know, and she has to be the one that gets up because, Kyle's got to sleep because he's got a game tomorrow and you can't get through a game with an extra cup of coffee. Like you need real energy and people need you to perform and you have a contract to uphold and, and all these things. And so she, she feels that and, um, sacrifices a lot to, to help me be better, um, on the court, but it takes its toll on her for sure. And so, Growth for us over the last, you know, few years is me, um, you know, seeing all the sacrifices that she makes and honoring that and and telling her that, you know, I'm grateful that she does and uh, her knowing that, that, you know, basketball can be done if it's not, like, if it's bad for our family at some point, like, I'm going to choose them over this career. Hmm. And she has to believe that that's honest when I say that. Um, and when when she knows that I'm, we're on the same team and it's not, you know, she's not just here to support me to do my thing. Um, but that, like, I, I truly do care about the state of her heart and her being a healthy person. You know, we, we tend to, to operate on a, on a better level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I love, Juliet, that I've been able to just be a part of with you is definitely the younger baby stages, but seeing you kind of grow in this place of being like, okay, I need to realize I can't do it all and I have these limitations and I've had to, you know, you've had to figure out ways to get help. Mm -hmm. You've had to figure out ways to kind of just get like more support and not just, you know, just for like lifestyle or whatever, but more for like your self-care and for your health. And so tell me about that journey and that process for you. Oh, this is good. It, it like hit pretty early on. We have all of, we had all of our three children in the beginning of the basketball season, which was poor planning on our part because that basically meant have a baby, Kyle leaves the next day or two days later on a road trip, which happens all fall, you know? So Kyra, our firstborn, was tough as every firstborn child is because that curve of like becoming a mother, is, it was tough for me. And I didn't sleep for how many weeks? Five weeks. And then I was researching like desperate mom Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you never told us that exactly. <laughs> and lo and behold, mom's on call popped up. And um, <laughs> I sent like an email at four in the morning, just like, <laughs> help. 
have not me. slept two hours, more than two hours in five weeks, I might die. Like, please, somebody help Please me. send help. <laughs> Kyle, you were... She sent one to me right after that. She's like, I see the edge. The edge is, is right there. I see it. I need help. You are not here. I need help. The edge is right there. Uh, I don't remember that, but I. <laughs> I remember. But this I do. Time. I do. Uh, I felt that. You know, I, I had like postpartum issues. That might have been when Kyle texted me. He's like, "Can you guys help Juliet?" <laughs> he like, was like, "Send Andre over." Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I had a, you know, a nurse, um, pediatric nurse from Moms on Call, come and teach me just basics on childcare, give me a schedule, like just give me some guidance. That one crossroad of saying, I can't do this. And like, really, I'm just not wired to know how to raise kids and put them on a schedule, like help me. That posture, I've, I feel like I've kept through motherhood, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty apt to try things, you know, like, okay, let's try a, you know, this person in this role or this person in that role. And I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm insufficient at, which is a pretty hefty list too. So having people in the right places that can support our family is really important. And Kyle just, his job is so demanding and he's gone and I always, I honor that and I don't mind, like, I don't mind these years. I, I like knew kind of what I signed up for. It's okay. No one else can take my role right now in raising these kids, but I can't do it without help. So we went through a little process of like figuring out, do we need some babysitter? Do we need a nanny? Do we need a house cleaner? What is it that we need that's going to take things off my plate that, you know, um, will just help our family run. And then I can be present with my husband and with this beautiful baby that won't let anyone else hold her, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I want to add to that. And because I think this is part of the journey for you is understanding like, what do you need? Like from a self-care yes. standpoint oh, in the midst of all this, yes. right? Share a little bit about that. What do I need? Okay. I need a pastoral counselor. I need mm. to work out. I need to eat clean so I don't have chemicals ruining my ability to think. <laughs> um, I, I need to work out so I can, you know, be like balanced. You know, I have a past of, of pretty significant mental illness and, um, I am, I've been in a great space for, since I, you know, 12, 13 years, but I know I have to work out. I know I have to eat right. I know I have to sleep. So you take sleep and just, you know, mess that up with kids all night long and, uh, things start to fall over. So We've been, you know, working on like, oh, let's talk to this amazing pastoral counselor every other week, but, or let's go have, be under great integrative care for the last few years. And they're like, nothing's going to get better until you start sleeping at night. And we're like, well, we can't really fix that right now. But basically we've tried to find the right people, you know, for that whole picture for mind, body, spirit care for all of us, our kids, our marriage, ourselves individually. If you were talking to someone that was in the first couple of years of having a baby and, and they were struggling with that. They're in that moment, right? Where they're not getting sleep. Maybe it might be six months in, you yeah. know, what advice would you give them like about taking care of themselves in the midst of all that stress? Like if the mom goes down, it all goes down. You mm -hmm. have to find a way to sleep. Like there's no, there's no substitute for it. 
You can't think if you're not sleeping. And so at some point, you've got to be tough and you've got to do some sleep training or you've got to get a night nurse or you've got to get a family member or a friend or someone to come in and, you know, help you. You can't think right if you're not sleeping. And just to hang on and to think outside of the box, your mom might have done it one way, but you have to figure out the right way for your family and for your child, Mm. you know? That's really good. I think a lot of women, I mean, I think a lot of us do that is just, and then we kind of also just hold on to this like shame part. Like, why am I not holding this all together? (laughs) And why am I falling apart? And, um, yeah, we hold on to this thing maybe because our parents did it one way or because certain, we see other moms do it this way. And, I mean, even for you, I remember in the beginning, you're like, I love to cook. I need to cook. I should be cooking for my family. And then you were like, two months later, you're like, all I do is it's cook, cook and be in the four kitchen. Meals a day. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. you're like, die. You're like, I don't want to just be in the kitchen, you yes. know? And I was like, okay, we should change that, you know? Yes. But find some food delivery service. But it was service. like a feeling yes. that you felt like you should do it because yeah. your mom did it yes. and everybody else did it. It's hard. It's hard to break those um, constraints, those like stories, you know, prior generation stories. But it's all about what's working for you your marriage and your family and just to, you know, and to give yourself freedom to just imagine things running differently, Hmm. you know, like maybe you don't have to do it all. All right. So given his schedule, you, you're with the kids every day. Then there's this thing that happens where Kyle comes back. Yes. And there's this reintegration of Mm -hmm. him into the midst of the family. And it happens after road trips, Mm -hmm. right? It happens in the summer. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. Because what, I mean, most people listening are obviously not married to people in the NBA necessarily. But they are married to people. I mean, they're in couples that are traveling in different ways, right? They're, they're, um, yeah, they're trying to figure out this reintegration thing in a working life balance, you know? Yeah. And then trying to figure out how to integrate that with the kids. Talk about the tensions you guys have felt or rhythms you figured out for that. I can say, like you can speak into this, but I can say I don't hold on to anything that is like our schedule, the way we do things, whether dad's here or not. Like my priority is that they have great moments with Kyle when he's here. So we just, I don't want to say we throw it all out, but it just doesn't really matter. Like we'll skip gymnastics. You'll go to school late. We'll have a family date. Oh, daddy has a morning off. Like we just try and like have these moments, you know, and forget about like my I don't have must with them we're really fluid you know babe your turn yeah I mean I think I kind of tried to touch on it a little bit earlier but like I really see is like when I'm on the road is when I sleep <laughs> and when I'm home I don't that much to be honest with you I wake up like we get home from a road trip at 2 30 or 3 in the morning and I'm going to wake up at seven and, and, and be, you know, seven thirty whatever time they get up and make coffee and, and be with the kids and read books and play because those are my moments to be with them. And I'm probably going to need an app later on in the day, but like, that's just, you know, for me right now in this phase, like, that's just what I feel like I have to do to, to be a present dad. I think something that we're trying to get better at is just, you know, we do spend time with our kids during the day, but we got to get our kids to bed on, on time. <laughs> You can be honest here. If, which ahead, we don't always do a great job of, but like we got to get the kids in bed. Go ahead. 
so that mom and dad can have their time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sheesh. You're just trying to get laid at night. It's just, like, the man's been on the road for like a week. Like, get these kids like, to there bed. There is number one priority. <laughs> on, put the kids to bed. Glass of wine. Sheesh. Um, you know, like, I think, yeah, man. Goes back to just doing our best. Okay, I will say, Kyle is amazing at being present with the children. Like, because, and actually, we were just talking about this as I'm trying to resort out uh, balance right now. He, when he comes home, he is ready to look our kids in the eyes, to talk about their day, to do a game, to do something fun. Like, he's not bringing everything into that moment. He is, like, looking at our children and playing with them. And then sometimes after I've been with them all day, I'm like, how can you sit there and play that game? I have not wanted to do that for four hours. But it, he actually, he values those moments. Hmm. We all do, you know. We want that. Kyle, I want you to talk about, so you're being a dad in an environment where, you know, everyone in your space, in your, in, in your industry, may not operate the same way that you do, right? And I'm thinking about people listening, like, they may come home and it's like, well, I, you know, well, my boss doesn't do it this way. My teammate, does, my, my, my coworker doesn't do it this way. How do you, how do you live your life in the way that you want to live in the midst of an environment where other people might not be doing it the same way as you? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? I think that, um, our examples in life that we choose to emulate really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't seen it before, you, it's hard to do it. And I think uh, I've not everyone gets great parents in life, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. But I was fortunate to have great parents in life. And I was fortunate to have a dad uh, who gave me an incredible example for how to uh, love uh, his children and make them feel um, really important and to make them think that, you know, uh, dreams are possible, and um, uh, to just feel loved and seen. And so uh, just when you know what your dad has done for you, you want to give that back to, like, your kids. That's, like, why you want to have kids, right? Like, it's just because if you've, if you've had a good relationship with your parents, like, you want to just pass that on to someone else. And so I, I really also, too, like, I think it's important because not everyone has these examples, you know? Like, everyone always wants to talk about, everyone thinks, like, NBA players aren't good dads or they're, you know, whatever. I, I will say that on the majority of my teammates that I've ever seen are better dads than what they had. Hmm. I, I really think that um, there's a lot of guys right now who are trying to, to be good fathers and are better fathers than what they had growing up, which is awesome part of the way that I like to connect with my teammates because I mean, I'm a little older than a lot of guys, but a lot of guys are having kids and like, this is something that we can, that we can bond on that we can talk about is like, how do you be a good dad and what does that look like? And so, uh, for me to be able to talk about that, I have to be living it out and I have to, I have to have stories and experiences, you know, to share. And so like for me, a part of just like living in community and, um, you know, trying to be a good example in a lot of ways is just like I want to talk about my not just my victories with my kids and that my son is listening now or that this guy's potty trained or that, you know, 
they don't hit anymore. Like whatever it is, like not just those things, but also like the, the, the challenges to being a dad and the challenges of, you know, being on the road and then coming back and being tired and, but like still just knowing that you got to do this like the next morning. Um, like those are really good conversations to have with people. And so I'm grateful for my example that I had in my father. I had like an amazing, amazing dad. And like, it's a gift for me to be able to pass on what I was given, like, and, and, and pass it on to, to my kids and to talk about it with other people. And yeah, it's just like, it's fun. You guys know you, you're a great dad. You're, you're a great dad. We're, like, it's like, come on, it's the best. Like to do it, to try to, to give your all to your kids, you know, whether it's good or bad, like we, we don't get it right, but like, we're trying, yeah, you, you try your best and it makes for a good life. So seven years, seven year anniversary. They just had a week ago. Tell us something that you wish you would have known seven years ago that you know today about marriage, marriage. Let's start right there with marriage that you look back at and you're like, what was I thinking? Yes. It just doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I need to I need to like implant that in my brain. No, I'm so serious. The older I get, I can't argue with someone's perspective and what and their what their experience is. It doesn't matter to me if I'm sometimes it doesn't matter. I'm working, I'm I'm working to make sure it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. It's more about like what this person's saying to me, what my husband is saying to me, because we're talking about marriage and you, babe. And like my heart, am I like receive, am I hearing him or am I like putting up walls and denying what he's saying to me because I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong? It doesn't matter. Like listen to what your spouse is saying, right? Like we waste so much time and energy and life is so precious and it's just like, how much time do we waste being mad at each other over the most trivial stuff? You know, like it's just the more that you can just listen to what the other person's saying, like, and just accept it, take responsibility. You're right. That's what you felt for me. I'm, I hear you. Like that's, that's what I wish I knew early on. That took a while to get there. What about you, Kyle? (sighs) Man, you know, seven years feels like a lot. But for a lot of people, for seven years probably doesn't feel like much. Yeah. Happy 16th. Like, yo, yeah, right? Happy we are so old. What, what, what do we know, you know? I will say that, you know, it's like we got married in our 30s. You know, we got married a little bit later. So you spend a lot of time thinking about, like, what you want and your wife or is, like, the perfect match. You spend match a lot of time. Was very happy in her own world, Kyle. She still is. She still it's, it's is good. very it's good. happy. You know, um, but like a lot of the things that you thought about, like it's not like I think <laughs> what like you want to be able to have a good marriage. Find someone who you can argue with well, who you can like fight with well, who you can work through hard issues with and we well. Well, like define well. Right. right. It's not like not that like not that you don't ever fight. Not that except that's not real. You don't I don't like but like so 
but like, can you, can you make it through the fight and go to bed without, you know, can you still kiss each other goodnight before you go to bed and like say, I love you and mean it, you know, if you can do that, like that's someone you can live with, you know, you can raise kids with because, um, a lot of the other stuff, it, it matters. It's, you know, you gotta be compatible in a lot of ways to, you know, to have marriage, but man, like a lot, life throws a lot your way and you gotta be able to work through it and being able to like argue it out, but like, Make it through is so good. I just feel like okay. Imagine the circle, right? Like so, the 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 event, the issues, the circle, and we often like you can leave these incomplete circles, right? And and then because it's not complete, like that's something between you guys, you know. And anyway, so we're just trying to like close our circles, right? Yeah. So tell us one story of a moment where you had to, you know, kind of battle this for better or for worse moment that was like, man, this is, this is like, am I fully in this? And then that led to transformation, I would say, as a couple. Well, all right. So the hiking story from the other day, we were in Santa Barbara in the off season. There's beautiful mountains behind us, tons of trails, lots of hiking. We've been having all these babies um, but we're done having babies and, you know, we're feeling like, like Juliet's feeling like a real person again and, and she's active body and we're going to like be hiking people. Like we want to do this in I life. Muscles. Come on. She's, muscles. she's working it. And so, uh, I went on this hike, um, Arlington peak is in Santa Barbara and it's like first half is like hiking and the second half is kind of like boulder climbing a little bit. Um, nothing like too dramatic, but like, yeah, you can kind of pick your own adventure and you can, you can climb some rocks if you want. And it's pretty fun. So I'm doing with my buddy a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, man, Juliet would love this. Like I need Marcus. I, you're, you're one of my really good friends. I love you. But like, I need to do this with my wife. Like this would be a great experience for us. This would be really, really fun. So I'm jazzed about it. And I come home, I tell Juliet about it. We get hiking shoes, like we do the whole thing, right? Like we're gonna get ready to go. So next week, um, I, I tell her like, like the day before, like we've been kind of planning this for a couple of days. Like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna wake up really early, and, and we're gonna go. We're gonna be back in time to pick up the kids from dance camp or wherever they were. And so I go to bed, and unbeknownst to me, she doesn't sleep the night before because she's really scared about the rock climbing. She's heard stories of people having some tumbles and. And, and she's worried it's going to happen to her. And literally the guy he hiked with was like, oh, yeah. So yesterday, like this dude dislocated his shoulder when we were climbing. And I'm like, huh, that's the hike we're doing. OK. okay. Anyway, so Juliet's got muscles. She just said she's got muscles. We're going to do this thing. So I wake up. She's very upset with me that we're about to do this hike. I'm like, ah, I really think you're going to like this thing. though. This is going to be a good experience for us. She's she's not really feeling it. But we I get her out the door, we're going, and we get to the mountain, and, uh, you know, like, when you do something once, but you're, like, the second guy, you don't, you kind of know where you're going, but you don't really know where you're going, and so, I'm like, we're just going to that mountain, we gotta get to the top, like, we'll figure this out. Well, we go on the wrong, <laughs> we go, we take the wrong path. I, I'm totally turned around, I get lost. I usually don't do this with these types of things, but I'm, I'm like, really backwards, and we take the wrong path twice like spend an hour and a half hiking, <laughs> drinking the one water bottle that we have. And we are just kind of 
We're, we're not, the mountain is not getting, we're not going to make it into the top. And, and it's hot. It's 97 and degrees. And don't have enough water. We don't have and water. Mind you, like, we hiked, like, okay, we're like, woo, this is like six steps at a time. Like, it, we're, we're really climbing. And then he says, oh, this isn't right. We have to turn around. I'm like, are you kidding me? We just did 12 minutes straight up, and now we have to turn around? Like, I'm going to slide. I'm going to fall. Yeah, well, we did fall a little bit, and it was a little steep, and... Uh, she, you know, she wasn't happy to begin with. Now she's, you know, it's, it's, we're in an even tougher spot and we end up, uh, in tears and, and Juliet's like, <laughs> tell, tell the quote, the quote's the best quote. You can't keep taking me on the wrong path. You have to know the path. I can't keep, it's too much energy for me. It's not just me. I'm bringing along three little kids. This is our marriage. No, 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 no. I started out, I'm like, the symbolism is too great here. (laughs) The symbolism. So my artist wife is lost in her head of like, this is our life. This is, Kyle does not know the way. She's in tears and we're really upset and we're halfway out of water. And I'm like, yo, but we can't end like this. Like, it can't, like, after you say all that, <laughs> give, I need one more shot. We need, we need to, 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 to we need to, we need chance. to find the path. Third chance. <laughs> and, and finally we, we get it and, um, and we start going and, and we kind of find our legs in and she actually, we have a lot, we have fun. And we climbed the top, and we make it, and we lost the path on the way down and ended up in a... Hey, we five and a half hours later, we made it, and uh, we laid the, in bed the rest of our day, dehydrated, cramping. Um, our kids watched Netflix for three hours that afternoon, but... Uh, we made it, and we were and we were tight were afterwards. Like we were like so them. good. Yes, yeah. that was what we were trying to do. They yeah. tell the Jeff. whole story to us, and then they're like, "You guys should come." Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh. and "Jeff's like, yeah, I tore my Achilles a couple months ago." <laughs> uh, okay, one thing I've talked to you at length about. I don't know if I've actually talked with you much about it, Juliet, but this idea that in this season or. Th- the last few years that Kyle's purpose or what he's doing right now has taken priority, but he has very verbally told me, he's like, there's going to be a season where Juliet's takes the next priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you guys talk a little bit about that? Cause like, you know, like y- you both know, like this is a unique thing that Kyle does right now. That's going to come to an end at some point. Granted, he's like one of the oldest players in the NBA. He's, I'm just joking. Be nice. Be nice, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, but it's going to... How gonna, many guys older? Seven? No, I don't even know. But, yeah. but you man. recognizing like it's a unique opportunity right now, but he recognizes your giftedness. And I think there's really something interesting about this, the seasons of purpose. What can you share about that? I'm going to say that he couldn't bear children. <laughs> So I had to be the one who had the babies. Mm. And um, so that's really grounding. Mm. And that the right place to be for me having children was home. And so it was a good gap in my and space in my life where I knew like, this is okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Kyle would speak this kind of vision into me like, babe, I promise you one day, like the table's going to turn. Things are going to be you know, you're going to have this thing going on. And I'm just like blank eyes looking at him. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I'm going to die a stay at home mom. Like I, you know, I eventually went from being like, yes, it's the best thing in the world to like, I'm not sure that I I'm cut out for this, but there was always this like knowing that because his platform, his job is so demanding. One of us has to be rooted at home. Like, we, we care about our children too much. We intentionally had them not so we could both be like way out there and someone else raising our kids at home. So I'm like, I was fine with that. It felt like we're, it's going to be a little quid pro quo, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend these years and then God, I hope I get to do something one day. And then mm. there were some darker moments where I'm like, ah, and we, you know, we put some more players in place to help you know, legs under the table to help with our family. So I could have a little bit more margin and have some time for self-care and stuff like that in school and all these other things. But I think that the long game is something that Kyle is wired for. And I'm like, so in the moment. So he keeps speaking this over me and I just have to believe him that this is going to the table, not that it's going to shift. I don't want like it all about me one day in by any means, but like, like, it's okay that I take a, a back seat. It really is. I love him. I support him. It's amazing. He's amazing. He is so talented. I'm proud of you way more than that one time I told you I was proud of you. <laughs> We're not going to bring that up. <laughs> no, I, he, is, he is an easy person to support, you know? So, yeah. You have that in your heart, you know, that this is where you're supposed to be at home. And so you're sacrificing and it's, you know, it's okay. Like, and then you hope that there's something in the future where it balances out. It, it, for us in our, our particular story, like we got married in our thirties, we got pregnant six months in. Right. So, and we had like kids back to back to back. And so we're seven years in now. We've got three kids, five, three, one. You know, basketball is demanding. Like, there's just been a lot of, like, Julia's had to sacrifice a lot to kind of keep everything, like, kind of rolling and, you know, supporting me and what I'm doing. But I didn't, like, I married Juliet for a lot of reasons, but one of them is because, like, I I enjoy her abilities. I enjoy her talents. I enjoy seeing her fully alive and her doing using her gifts in life and using them to impact people like that makes me happy right like i i enjoy watching that and so i i don't think that parents need to break themselves to like love their kids but i do think kids especially in younger years like they they need a lot of attention and they need a lot of care from their parents Maybe some people just aren't good parents and it's better for someone else to raise their kid. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about that. But like, I, I, like I, I, to us, we want to be present, like raising our own kids. And right now, a lot of that falls on Juliet. But I do think there's like, it's like when you raise a kid, like, like sometimes they come towards mom and sometimes you need a little more dad sometimes it kind of goes back and forth and i feel like that's kind of the way it is for us too like right now is kind of like basketball like i don't get to play forever this is a really incredible opportunity Um, a lot happens through these basketball years a lot of shapes a lot of who we're going to be in the future and you know um, what we learn and what we do and 
who we network with and what we create and, and all this, like these are important years and they're going to impact the, the, the future years. Um, but the, it is going to come back to Juliet. Like the pendulum's going to swing back and, and she's going to have her time and she's going to use her gifts. And I'm, I can't wait to support her in those things. I don't know if that means I'm a stay-at-home dad. I thought you were going to say that. I can't wait that to be a stay-at-home but, dad. But at least kids will be in school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if I got that in me. But, like, um, you know, like, the, like work hours will be different at some point. Yeah, and and, um, and, and, and we're going to be able to swing back a little bit more. But I think, you know, I think, I think in any healthy family, any healthy marriage, any healthy, like, you need to have healthy individuals. Like you can't have a healthy marriage if you don't have healthy individuals. And so what is it that both of us need to be healthy? And right now, Juliet doesn't get career in that as much right now. Like she's got to find other ways to be healthy. But the career stuff will happen again at some point. And then maybe my career isn't happening as much then. And I'm going to have to find other ways to be healthy. But we both have to fight to, to be healthy people so that we can like love each other well, have a good marriage, and from our good marriage, hopefully raise good kids. Okay, I love it. Last question. Is it possible to change the world, raise a healthy family, and stay in love? I think it is, but I think it's a give and take. And I think that's what we've learned. We haven't both been out there separately changing the world, but... I think we anticipate the ebb and flow between us. And I think it depends where your heart's centered. The best thing that we've done for ourselves recently is we have gone to a marriage counselor who's given us language. He's given us pictures to help understand how we've disconnected. He's created vision for us, how we've like connected through the head versus the heart in the past. And, I think the heart connection is what it's all about. I think we spend so much of our time like going through our details, going through what happened, and you're connecting from your head and logistics your digital logistics and, and the phones and the schedules. And like there was a spark, there was chemistry, there was a reason you married your spouse, right? And that's buried in the heart under all the layers that life puts on. And it's kind of about for us, like that heart connection, if we can stay connected, oh my God, whether we're raising our kids or whether he's playing basketball or whether I'm putting something out there in the world, like we can do it all because it's coming from the heart, right? And it like, there's so much more room than you think there is, right? Mm. It's like when the head gets in the way and pours in and mucks it all up with details and information and stuff that doesn't mm -hmm. actually yeah, matter. So go your turn. How did, so uh, did you answer the question? Yes or yes. no? Is I feel like yes, as long <laughs> as you're heart okay. centered in it's it. Centered. You okay. have to be heart centered. Love like it. you and have to be heart connected and an yeah. ebb and flow. Like, you know, it's just crazy to think you can have, you can start a, I don't know. For me, it felt crazy to think we could start a family and I could keep doing music right. or I could serve at a church in some right. capacity, you know, and like given his schedule, he's gone like over half the time. Hmm. So like, that's like the sacrifice is part of it. That's changing the world because you're like, you're walking in sacrifice instead of like, it's about me too. It's not, it doesn't have to be. It's okay to take a back seat for a while. 
Mm-hmm. It legitimately is because things stew in you and have time to marinate and grow. Mm-hmm. Your character is formed in those places you don't want to be. And that time that you spend, like in a good heart posture, you grow rapidly and not when you're out there changing the world. It's mm-hmm. like what happens, you know, in the closet. That's those seasons that are important the time. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of go to. Like, can we change the world? What is changing the world? You know, uh, I don't think my basketball career is changing the world, you know, but it feels like it's what I'm called to do right now. So that's what we're, we're giving our, our best shot at. Um, but I, I would agree that I, I don't think, I think everything goes in seasons and everything. Um, there's an ebb and flow to life. And I think, Julie, like for us, I, I feel like, you know, while this might be my time where I'm you know, out there kind of doing my thing more, I think she's being prepared for something really special through these years that she's been at home with our kids. I think something has been cultivating her. Her heart is being prepared for something really special. Because um, she, yeah, she's had a lot of this talent, you know, for a lot of years. Um, but a lot of these lessons that she's learned here, I think it's just going to, you know, it's not exciting to, like, not exciting years, but, like, something really, really formative is happening. It's kind happened. of exciting. Well, it's exciting to think the about, like, what's what's happening next, though, is, is really exciting for you. And that doesn't happen through just, like, you keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Like, at some point, you gotta you got to, like, let yourself change and like let yourself uh, grow and evolve and we have to keep on evolving always and you can't evolve it's hard to evolve when you're just like pushing and like going for your goal all the time so can you have it all i don't think you can have it all all the time i, I think there's moments when you can but i think there's moments when you gotta you gotta like you gotta come back too i did this brain training thing once a bunch of years ago and it, it was uh they kind of map out your brain and uh, like on a scale of one to ten, like how f- how your brain is like firing, and if like you're at a ten, you're like everything is clicking. You're in like you're in you're, like, every, you're in the zone, right? And one is like you're you know you're not. But you could only be at a ten for a very short period of time, and like like a very short period of time. If you want to get back up to ten, you had to learn to drop down to a three. And most of us don't know how to get down to a three. So like when I got my map, my brain done, I could stay at an eight and a half for a really long period of time, but I could, I couldn't actually get to a 10. So if you want to change the world, you gotta, you gotta get to a 10 at some point. Right. And you can't do that unless you have time down to the as, as a three, like a significant amount of time down as a three. And that's something I've always kind of remembered. Um, I don't know why I bring that up right now, but it kind of felt like it fit. No, I rest. think it does. The rest, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the rest is just as important. Or or even just seasons of the not doing mm-hmm. are just as important probably as the seasons of doing, you know. Because like Juliet was saying of the cultivating that it hap- you know, that happens in the quiet, in the restful periods that yeah. you need then to have the output that you're talking about. I think I think we all want to matter. Mm-hmm. I think we all have this desire to matter in the world. Um, how much we matter is debatable. <laughs> how much True. we actually matter. And I think if you can pull back and like pick your moments a little better and not try to matter all the time, and not try to make yourself like be this focus all the time, 
if you're able to pull back and really self-evaluate and evolve and grow, I think what you actually do put out there when it's your time will be much more significant and will actually change things quite a bit more than you thinking you have to just like create this life where like we're doing it all, all the time, all on all of us. And I think that's good. Yeah. Really good. Did we answer it? You answered it. Y'all are amazing. You guys are great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. And now it's time for the breakdown. I love them and I love our conversation. Uh, Juliet, to me, I really enjoy just how intentional she is. And having a husband in the NBA is, it seems... It's tough. It seems, I mean, it seems, you know, like they've got the life. Yeah, on the external. Yeah, but really, really the nitty gritty and the everyday is so hard. Mm -hmm. And so I love when she talks about just consistently building bridges and closing that loop. Like, don't let that circle kind of stay open and just really closing it completely in terms of having those intentional conversations, not letting things linger and bother you and, you know, cycle, cycle into more and more and more and just closing the loop with your partner either before you go to bed at night or whatever it needs to be so that this doesn't intentionally, you know, this doesn't keep going into something more. Yeah. And with Kyle, I thought it was kind of cool. This, this tension of, um, being where you are being fully present there. And so when he is at home, he's on the road a lot, but when he is at home to fully be present with his kids and fully be present with Juliet, I think we've seen that in his life and in their life, um, the focus that they have, he, you know, puts his phone away and he is, he is there with the kids. And I think, um, I think that's a lesson that we can all take away, right? That, that wherever we are to fully be present there. Yes. And I also really liked just Juliet talking about, I actually, I don't remember who said it, Kyle or Juliet, but basically they don't think you can have it all, all the time. And so, you know, we are kind of talking about that, like, can you have it all in sense of love, work, family, relationships, all of that. Can you have it all? And I think they're kind of right about maybe yes, but not all the time and not at every single moment of the time. And that there has to be like an ebb and a flow and a give and take between partners and between, you know, what's important at this point, what's not, you know, I mean, like for right now, it's Kyle in the NBA Mm -hmm. and Juliet understands that. And she's, um, that's the season they're in. Yeah. And she's willing for that to happen. But Mm -hmm. Kyle knows that that's not going to be forever. And that Juliet's going to have her chance and her turn. Yeah. I think, you know, for Kyle and Juliet, for us in our marriage, I think for some reason we've been brought together. And those two, I think when they speak into our marriage, it's really affected us. And they say things that the average person won't say to us. And hopefully, and and I hope they would say this, is that we do the same for them. And so for us to be able to share this interview with anyone listening, I hope it's an encouragement to them. These are real people. They are real people that care deeply about each other and care deeply about their friends and they care deeply about their kids. And they wrestle through this tension as much as anyone. And so it 
Do you agree with that? Yeah. They're very intentional. They have real life problems just like everybody else. And I think it's so easy for media and for all the things to put this big, glossy, beautiful picture around it. Um, but I think, I think hopefully from this interview, everybody knows that they're like us. Mm -hmm. So that's another episode of love or work with our great friends, Kyle and Juliet. Thank you for sharing your lives with us. And I hope this is an encouragement to you. If there's something that stuck with you today, please share it with someone, share this podcast with someone, maybe share something on Instagram about it. And uh, we'll keep addressing this issue of love or work. So have a great day. We hope this is an encouragement to you.